0: Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Evan Novi Williams, and I'm Scott Soshnick. Michael Barr is off this week, enjoying London. But every week at this time, plus Mondays and Wednesdays, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports.
1: And today we're doing that with Zion Armstrong, President of Adidas North America. We're talking about the company's resurgence in the U.S., recent controversy around certain running shoes used in competition, and the correct way to actually pronounce it. Is it Adidas, Scott, or is it Adidas?
0: I already I already said when I'm talking soccer, I say Adidas. When I'm just talking, do I like shoes? It's Adidas. And well, said there's a third one, which I thought yeah, was exactly. interesting. Exactly. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the interview. But first, let's look at the top stories of the week, beginning with one I wrote. Bruin Sports Capital is exploring strategic options for its media and technology company, Delta Trey. And if you haven't heard of Delta Trey, don't feel bad. You might not know. But odds <laughs> are that you watch a sporting event because of its technology.
1: Absolutely. So explain this. Delta Trey is a sports streaming technology. It's media essentially technology the, the back-end that allows companies Why to don't broadcast we just say sports this. live on it's, the internet.
0: It's a different company. does the same thing as BamTech. Sure. As, by the way, of course, bought by Disney, $3.75 mm-hmm. $3. billion. Major
1: League Baseball streaming arm, which was sold, yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, like New Lion, which was bought by Endeavor. So all this streaming activity, and as well as some data and some other things, get powered by something, these companies. And Delta Trey is one of them. And George Pine, of course, who founded Bruin, uh, this was one of his first investments, paid about $160 million and the shocking part, or maybe not so shocking with all the, uh, the the migration going on to streaming these days and OTT platforms, is that the valuation, billion plus.
1: Yeah, it's a billion dollars is, is a lot of money. But but you're right. You mentioned BAM Tech, uh sold the, the final uh, Disney acquisition, $3.75 billion, right? Yeah. And then you also mentioned New Lion, which sold, I believe, after that or in the middle of that deal for, for what, $250 million? So those are two obviously very different numbers. We're thinking Delta Trace somewhere kind of in the middle between BAM Tech and, and New Lion.
0: We'll see. I mean, I kind of look at who might buy this thing. All right. So if you're looking around and say, all right, let's say billion asker, a billion dollars pl- is the ask or a billion, whatever. Who might buy this thing? I think you're looking at three buckets. You've got your strategic partners, who perhaps might be interested. You've got your private equity. That's where I'm putting my money, no pun intended. And you've got one of the big networks still that is trying to get into streaming and doesn't have the tech. Mm-hmm. So those are your, I would think, your three buckets. That's a good set of. If, if I'm missing something, buyers. let me know. Yeah, but uh, that is who I would see as the likely buyers for this. Thing.
1: And worth noting real quick, you know, these companies are not all alike, right? And and when when you see when you're trying to stream something on your computer and there's lag or you're trying to log on and there's millions of others that do it together. The NFL is a, you see is a Delta
0: Trade client in Europe and we already know what their take is that nobody can really do a whole bunch of concurrence right now.
1: Up next, let's talk NCAA, Scott. President Mark Emmert uh, said earlier this week he wants to work with Congress on how to govern how college athletes can benefit from the commercial use of their name, image, and likeness. The the topic of NCAA reform has been, you know, we talk about this, I feel like, every week, but it seems to be gaining momentum and momentum. Uh, and Mark Emmert, who's been the president for, for a number of years now, uh, kind of seems to be grasping at straws in terms of how to preserve what he can preserve in the way well, I was going to
0: say, do you get the sense that Emmert seeking assistance from Congress to me indicates that he doesn't like where this is going right now. No, I
1: think that's exactly right. And it's funny, I wrote about this back in 2014. This is kind of the emergency life raft. This is with people this is essentially the government buyout, right? This is this is the NCAA. If this happens, a congressional exemption, which similar to what baseball has had for the past hundred years, uh, this would essentially be the NCAA admitting that we may be violating some antitrust rules, but we would like an exemption to do that to preserve this business interest that we have, right? Um, And that would probably come with some reform. I think at this point, you know, and we've seen a bunch of congressional senator working groups that are all working on trying to figure out a way to to give athletes a bigger piece of the money that they generate. Um, I think if if this were to happen, the NCAA would need to make concessions, right? And some of that may be handing over some of its governance and some of its authority over to Congress. Um, But- in, in NCAA circles, the congressional exemption has always been kind of the, the last resort. And to hear Emmert talking about it so openly, as he did this week in New York, uh, I think is a signal of where NCAA leadership sees its property right now. For
0: those who don't watch the football on the Saturday or the the basketball, in essence, there's a push among not only states but the athletes themselves to be able to be paid, and the NCAA is saying benefit without saying paid, we'll see from their name, image, and likeness. That includes things like let's just say, a college football video game, which went out the window when they realized they couldn't and use these things. people are
1: clamoring to get it back.
0: Correct. And finally, Eben, we have an item to talk about concerning the Oakland Raiders move to Las Vegas. Guess what? Moving to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. building a new facility is kind of expensive, so you take on a lot oh. of debt. However, <laughs> the NFL does have a debt limit for its teams. But if you get to that new city... And you start building this new building and you start selling stuff and it's going pretty well, Appar- you know, like licenses and suites and naming rights. Apparently, you can go to the NFL and say, you know, that debt limit, we're going to need a little help with that because, you know, we're spending a lot of money in this new market.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the limit up until now was $350 million, which may sound like a lot of money, but really not all that much now that you know, valuations are soaring so high, right? If, if you are buying a $3 billion asset and, and your debt limit is $350 million, right? That's a that's 12% of, of the asset value. That's really not that high. So no surprise that the NFL is considering raising that.
0: Bar. Owners make the rules. They can change the rules. Up next on the show, we speak with Zion Armstrong. He's the president of Adidas, or is it Adidas? We will answer that. North America. He's been with the company for more than two decades, and we are glad to have him join us in studio. Thanks for joining us, Zeon. Thanks
2: for having me. Appreciate it.
1: So I want to get into Adidas, but first, I was told today that you at one time were the record holder in New Zealand for the four hundred hurdles. Is oh, that come right? Come on,
2: I was in my
0: preparation. I was going to ask at that, him, but I had a we'll real start qu- with it. no, but I had a better question what, for you. What was he wearing <laughs> you on his feet? Yes, yes, you gave from the open ended. I would, Were you wearing? Well, that was Adidas the follow up <laughs> you know? when you did it. <laughs>
2: This is going to be fun. Uh, Yes, let's just say former, as in almost a former life. So yes, in a a lifetime ago, uh, I ran track for New Zealand for roughly 10 years, Uh, went to World Juniors, went to the Commonwealth Games, had a dream of going to the Olympics, Mm. um, did the IAAFA standard, but unfortunately broke my shoulder a couple of months out before Sydney Olympics. Uh, so you qualified. Well, I did and the IWF standard. New Zealand had set a, a, a slightly harder standard, so oh, I had not okay. done New Zealand. But I was, I was yeah, within a did whisker. Did you
0: catch a hurdle? How'd you? Hurt yeah, shoulder? Got, my oh, foot, okay. got
2: my foot caught underneath the hurdle, and in Europe went down. Uh, didn't realize at the time that my performances started deteriorating. Flew back to New Zealand. The doctor said, "Take off your shirt," and he started laughing. He's like, y- you-, "You broke your shoulder." Hmm. But, uh, <laughs> at least you had a reason. Different physique back then. <laughs> <laughs> more, more like a shot putter now.
0: <laughs> what were you wearing on your feet? Of course Adidas. Uh, there
2: you
0: go. Right. <laughs> well he's dressed in the stripes. I need to apologize by the way. I'm wearing my Air Force Ones today. However, it's I, I
2: gonna I, be I, the shortest interview <laughs> ever. I,
0: I, I, am and we're a, done. I am a proud samba wearer. So the Mundials I believe I sport. So you know I, I am brand agnostic. That one's perfect. <laughs> but here's a question I have for you. Do you care about me as a consumer? I am almost 50 years old. I'm brand agnostic I do not want to shop with my phone. I go in, I'm like, ah, eh, that's a pretty decent looking shoe. The price is right, I'll take it. Have you written me off or you just care about my son?
2: No, without a doubt, we care for, for all consumers. So our core belief is through sport, uh, we have the power to change lives. Uh, and that could be for a teenager, or it could be a yeah, middle-aged gentleman like ourselves. Whoa, 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 whoa. Finally, <laughs> finally distinguished uh, gentlemen like ourselves. Uh, no, without a doubt, we, our, our role is to really create brand desire and bring that to life. Um, so whether you're an armchair critic or whether you're an athlete, uh, we still consider ourselves athlete when we go out for a, a jog. Uh, so no, we're, we're, we're trying to cater to. Audience. I may
0: not run the hurdles, but what I do do is strap on the skates every now and then mm-hmm. and play some hockey. There we go. <laughs> Why in the world, explain to me, what's the synergy, what's the business reasoning for the NHL deal? I would not think to see the stripes on the NHL jerseys, but there they are.
2: So when we built our uh, strategic business plan, which is called Creating the New, and we built that back in 2015, and uh, and one of the things we knew we had to do in America to compete, not only compete, but to win, is we had to authenticate ourselves in American sports, football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. Uh, So when the the NHL deal uh, came up, uh, of course that was one of the, the key sports that we wanted to get into. Uh, so we signed the deal from our brother, brand Reebok, uh, and we couldn't be happier with the partnership. And we've got the likes of PK playing here. Uh, we've got Sydney Crosby, Connor McDavid. So we're really happy we've also the stable of athletes that we've got. Because as you know, when you love hockey, um, then you're going to love that sport for for your life. And we w- really wanted to make sure that we could be that authentic authentic brand.
1: Let's expand on that <coughs> period for you. you. You were not president of North America yet, but you were working very high up at, at Adidas. And in the past 10 years, Adidas has essentially turned around – Correct me if I'm wrong. Turned around at the North American business, right, and and has you know has has made big strides recently outside of the hockey deal. Talk us through kind of what was the impetus and, and what was successful in kind of reviving Adidas's brand here in, in North America.
2: Yeah, so I'd say the journey started in 2015, and that, that's when we created the the five year plan in conjunction with our parent company in Germany, uh, where we said you know 40 percent of the global sporting goods market sits here uh and and we were a distant number four or five brand uh so for us to be able to be the best sports brand in the world which is our mission was we had to win in america Uh, so it wasn't one thing it was a combination of multiple things Uh, but we had to authenticate ourselves in american sports Uh, we've quadrupled our roster of nfl players we have the reigning MVP with Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Yeah, we have the Dak Prescotts, the Juju Smith-Sousters, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So we've really gone from uh, limited visibility and knowledge or icons on the field of play uh, to multiple athletes across all of those key sports.
1: I feel like we talk about Juju Smith-Souster on almost every you podcast. He comes up all the time. Um, but I think he is a perfect kind of representation of what seems like the the brand push that you guys are going for, right? Creator is is one of those words that you guys use a lot, someone who is not just a very good football player but someone who has a lot of off-field pursuits is very, you know, popular on social media creates a lot more than just in his football life
2: without a doubt and that was when we came up with Create the New we said we want to be the creator sports brand and people looked at us with a puzzled face what does that mean <laughs> That We need to create, you know, whether it's innovation, whether it's around sustainability, or the athletes that we decide to partner with, we want them to be phenomenal athletes on the field of play. We want them to live our values and share those values. And also, off the field of play, how do they connect with their consumer, whatever age group they may be? Uh, and Juju's one, one of those great examples. Or most recently, we announced the signing of Ninja. Mm. You know, which is a whole new world for us as well, that opens up consumers that had never even looked at us as a as a brand, so we'll constantly look for what what that new is and make sure that we're agile within our plans uh, to partner with the right creators going forward.
1: How different is the kind of return on investment you get from a big athlete, let's say Patrick Mahomes compared to a big celebrity like beyonce or Kanye or. I would put ninja in that category too. Someone who's not an athlete, uh, but you're nonetheless kind of building apparel and lines and stuff around you know your work with them.
2: I think it goes back to your original question. You know, Whether it's your son and yourself, uh, we all have different things that we look to for inspiration, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, whether it's music, whether it's art. So we needed to make sure that across all of those elements around creativity that we had a roster uh, that we could be proud of. And, and that journey has really, really paid off. Uh, some obviously... Uh, more impactful than others in terms of a commercial return. But we don't always go into this with a, an eye to uh, just have a return. Uh, we didn't have enough presence you know, in New York City. Um, and then uh, Aaron Judge, you know, when that opportunity came along, we were like, we've got to get Judge. Uh, and we couldn't be happier now if one of the best baseball athletes in the city.
1: How did that work? How how did the the, the pursuit of Aaron Judge go? Because you were obviously not the only ones who who noticed that, oh, this guy is hitting balls 10,000 miles and and people seem to like him.
2: It always starts with values. Yeah, and I can look you in the eyes, is when you see the athletes and when you have that connection, uh, and and what can we do for them as well? How do we make sure that we help them become icons? Um, So I'm not involved, you know, personally in the individual discussions, uh, but our sports marketing and our EIM team, which is Entertainer Influencer Marketing Team, um, they're the ones out there creating those connections, making sure that we can help them be better. And that's the most important piece. We want to provide you product, which is what Adidas did to build this brand that helps the athlete perform.
0: So do you get annoyed if someone like me says Adidas? Is it wrong?
2: Well, growing up in New Zealand, (laughs) I'd say Adidas.
0: When I speak about soccer or football, I will, I will change. I'll I'll use them interchangeably. I'll say Adidas. Yeah. But if I'm just talking about shoes here, I'll say Adidas.
2: Yeah, is I've been you know, 21 years with the company and I've lived in four continents. So depending on what continent, I say Adidas or Adidas or Adidas. Obviously in America, I'm Adidas, um, but our founder was Adidasla. Um right. So the official pronunciation is, is Adidas. But if I hear you say Adidas, I love it just as much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling nowadays that sneaker companies, obviously they've changed since I was a kid, but we can't talk about sneaker companies and apparel without innovation and technology which is so strange to me because obviously a sneaker is supposed to be a sneaker but it's not anymore if you can explain the process now of creating product with technology and performance
2: in mind it's funny you say that because uh, this brand was built on innovation yeah, you know, so Jesse Owens, you know, Adi at the nineteen thirty-six Olympics, had hand-created track and field spikes to make sure he had a better traction on on the on the, um, on the track. Yeah, you know, whether it was Ali or whether it was, and the- I would
0: have guessed the Berlin track would have been maybe may slicked up for him They, they did. let's just say he wasn't exactly a fan favourite in those Olympics I wasn't
2: there so I'm not going <laughs> to comment on that um, no, but, but that's you know, jokes are, that was exactly what he did and he continued to do it all the way through and that's what we continue to do today we're here to make athletes perform better um, but yes innovation is absolutely critical I'm, I'm wearing the new Ultra Boost 20 which uh, with NASA and the International Space Station we're actually taking our boost technology into space um, and we're testing it under, you know, under different conditions of Really trying to learn of how can we make it better to help athletes perform better. So that's one. Another one that we're most proud of of recent times is our. Effort
1: can we room. actually go back to the space real quick? What what can you walk us through when you when you're testing things in space? What is that? What does that look like? How this would work? be a
2: space walk us through. Yeah. So the, the International Space Station. We we are, but uh, three uh, key objectives around technologies. Yeah. Uh, and taking it into space because it's under different um, obviously pressures. It's around sustainability and it's also around human performance. Uh, so we can't go too much more into those details, uh, but we are putting our product in terms of technologies into space now, testing it uh, with a hope to come back with, with learning new things. We, uh, we put a soccer ball up there last year uh, to, to figure out how do we make the ball fly straighter. Yeah, so really making sure that we're using open source. No, I thought the world
0: the world cup <clears throat> balls dipped and doodled a lot more. You want them to fly straighter. I mean, the, the goalkeepers would like a nice The Goalkeepers ball. always have their own comments. Always, yeah, can play yeah, not, always and part of this testing. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
2: it's uh, and it's always a competitor's goalkeeper. Um, yeah, but yeah, our ambition is always to make the product better, uh, and it, it continues to amaze me. I've been at it in twenty one years now. Every single year, you get so excited about what's coming down the pipeline. Um, you know, it th- only three years ago here in New York City that we announced our push around really educating the world on, on how bad plastic is and what it's doing to our oceans.
1: We're speaking with Zian Armstrong, president of Adidas North America. And you just mentioned uh, the stuff you're doing with ocean plastics, uh, the NHL All-Star Game last year. Uniforms were made from recycled ocean plastic. You've you've done shoes. You've done other sports uniforms. I'm curious. Obviously, something that you guys care a lot about, right? Is is sustainability, the environment? Do you also see consumers out there that notice? Oh, maybe I go with Adidas and not a competitor because they share the values that I have about the
0: environment.
2: Research tells us that consumers around the world are prepared to. Um, have more brand loyalty and pay more.
0: What's the demographic for, breakdown of that? Is, for, is for, it younger people more apt to be in we, that bucket than 60 plus?
2: No, we, we did a significant research group uh, across all age groups and they all, and especially more, you know, the younger consumer today, the teenagers, uh, that they want to, to be buying products that they know that companies have great ethics around it. Um, so we'll do 11 million pairs this year. It was only a couple of years ago we came out and said, here's our first shoe. Uh, And we'll continue to push the envelope to try and scale that. Um, We're now doing it in apparel. Uh, The University of Miami played their first game of baseball this season in a parlay uniform head to toe. So great, but we we need everyone to get on board. We we can't save the oceans by ourselves. So it's just fantastic now that we've seen so many more companies do this, including our competitors, which I think is fantastic because then we can truly save the earth.
1: How much better, how different is the product? If I was wearing... Recycled plastic shoes and non-recycled pl- plastic shoes, would I be able to tell the difference if I'm an elite athlete? Does it matter? How, how, how different is the product between one and the you other? should
2: not feel any difference. In fact, if anything, we're trying to make it feel even better. Yep. Uh, the most recent example is the, the Future Craft Loop shoe. Uh, so I'm not sure if you've seen that, but we came out and the shoe, uh, we said, once you finish with it, bring it back to us and we grind it down, down to, you know, micro tiny pieces. And then we rebuilt the shoe out of the same pr- product back to a brand new shoe, and just we just announced that last month. So hopefully that future circular loop that we're not going back out there trying to you know, recreate more and more material, create the material once, grind it down, rebuild it. Give me a that's, little bit about the process and
0: the cost of process. What's the cost between doing that and creating a an new shoe from scratch?
2: Right now it's, it's margin dilutive to us. You know, it's um, anything new when you're, when you're driving a new innovation. Of course, the costs are always higher because the, the volumes are small and you're figuring things out as you go. So we're a constant work in progress, but it's like anything, whether it's a big screen TV or a, or a phone, as you get better with it and as you improve your processes and understand, um, then ultimately over time, we need to make that uh, margin uh, improve. But more importantly, this is, again, we need to be a much more sustainable Uh, planet. So uh, if it means coming at a slight margin decrease, so be it because it's better for this world.
0: What am I to make? And when I say I, I mean consumers. What am I to make of, and I'll just say that other brands shoe that is helping runners go sub two hour marathons (laughs) and the IAAF has to look into the, what am I to make of the technological advances versus you're a former athlete, versus unfair advantage. What am I supposed to make of this?
2: Yeah, look, I respect all of our competition. Uh, uh, they're also pushing boundaries of innovation, which is fantastic, but I'm not going to comment on, on their technologies or, or the situations they face. Uh, I'll just go back that we, our core belief is through sport we have the power to change lives. So we want to bring a technology, but also really make an impact to someone's life or a community.
1: As a person, as a runner right now, I mean, it seems as though the shoes that I'm wearing now are significantly better than the ones I was wearing even two, three years ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, every year we learn more. You know, the biggest launch we've got right now going forward is with Carbon, uh, which is an open source partner in California, uh, that we're 3D printing midsoles. Mm. And again, it's the first year into it. We're starting to scale it. We're learning about it. Um, But that is another example that there'll be much less waste Uh, because you're printing it versus ordering all this material and then throwing away the waste Um, and every time we bring this you know within a very short period of time the comfort's better the performance is better but we also must respect sports laws uh, and and, uh, adhere to those rules and uh, that's also an obligation never to put an athlete in a tricky situation can we
1: talk for a second about kanye this is the bloomberg business of sports show but you know you guys work with a lot of athletes and a lot of entertainers and i would think that kanye might be the first person first adidas uh sponsor that, that a lot of people think of when they think of adidas how important has he been to to, to your revival here in the u.s and, and also kind of more broadly internationally
2: this goes to show my age because i think of run dmc <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's thick laces did yeah. you wear the thick laces back uh, in the day kangol hat uh, actually uh, shoes. i grew yeah. up in a in a situation where we didn't have much money so uh, but my first uh, Adidas sweatshirt I vividly recall that moment because I saved up for uh, money to to buy it but that's another story That
0: sounds like that <laughs> sounds like a great story from somebody who's now working for the company You really desired a, an adidas sweatshirt when you were a kid
2: yeah i vividly recall it was the it was the launch of the eqt range uh, equipment which was actually created out of uh, the u.s um and it was, it was very expensive back in new zealand and i was i was living in a caravan there was not enough room uh, in in the family home um due to the size of the, the family uh, but i was you know doing a paper run going to school and saved that up and then i remember buying that and i was so proud of having that uh, garment did i ever think I'd be sitting here today, <laughs> nope. uh, but I still remember, and actually we relaunched it recently. I was going to ask, yeah. Retro
1: is kind of I back in, 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 in your, your world, you still have I
2: imagine. Oh, Of course. Okay, I want to yeah. make sure. Okay. I've worn it once, and then it's, it's gone <laughs> into the gallery. i you know, keep that one there. Uh, but to answer your question, I mean, open source partnerships uh, has certainly uh, been one of the ignitions that's helped us win here in America over mm. the last few years. Open
1: source, what does that mean?
2: In the past, we'd do everything internal. Yeah, so whether it's design development, it had to be designed in house. With creating the new, we made three three strategic choices: open source, key cities, and speed. So, open source is tapping into creative geniuses and giving them the right and freedom to create. Now, of course, we then help with the our technology and our advancements, our supply chains, um, and we've had an incredible run with all of those partners.
1: So, some of those folks they do their own designing outside of adidas and then they bring it to you is that yeah. is james hard in that or is he yeah james he I mean, is yeah. we do
2: this even more on the sport side yeah hmm. uh, so uh, we work really closely with our our schools we work really closely with our the likes of james or a dame we just launched dame six uh or donovan mitchell all three of those that's players. dame lillard by the way of the trailblazers, trailblazers. Yep. they're coming back a little bit of a shaky <laughs> start but mm-hmm. we're coming back um Yeah, but uh, with those three, I mean, they come in they work really closely with our basketball business unit uh, to help design it. I'm going to
0: date myself, but I can't believe that Lenny Kravitz hasn't been involved in this. He strikes me as though like, <laughs> he could have done this before Kanye did this. Like Lenny is the design superstar, right? Doesn't he design hotels, right? <laughs> I love Lenny, so anytime yeah, he wants to, I'll, I'll give go. you my See, card. You can tell
2: we're the same age here. <laughs> I, actually, yeah, similar, yeah. I actually played uh, one of our huddles, uh, if you want it, you you, know, you got to believe. Uh, when we first started, I so said, we have to believe that we can, we can win in America. So I asked the team, sitting back there, said, let's play this song as people are coming into the gym. <laughs> uh, no one else got it but me, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: You mentioned moving trends. It seems like in the past four or five years, athleisure, kind of the the, the lifestyle side of, of of businesses like yours have been have been taking off. Stan Smith superstar have done have done very well. Do you see that continuing? Do you think at some point we get a the pendulum swings back towards more performance styles, or do you think the 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 lifestyle stuff is more is the future running Before forward?
0: Before you answer, let me just let you know, Eben. When I was like
2: middle school. Stan Smith's
0: were cool. Exactly. Okay, and I didn't and know, the pendulum shit, I think, I think yeah, the, the pendulum moves in now yeah.
2: Still is Stan is still one of our you know, greatest ambassadors and I've, I've actually bumped into him a few times in the last few months and uh, he's still out there you know working hard <laughs> for us and his shoe is still as strong as ever. Um yeah to answer your question if I put my US hat on you know our the size of our business back in 2014 15 uh Uh, we've more than doubled it so we've grown Mm. across sport and athleisure you're
1: about four and a half billion in u.s sales right now is that that right
2: a bit bit more than that okay yep um uh so we've more than doubled but uh, so we've actually grown across you know all key categories to be honest you know at the start that was driven by athleisure Uh, but today whether it's running football baseball soccer training athletics we've got more uh legs of the you know uh, sorry more Boats rising, which is fantastic because we're a much more stable business. Um, but, yes, the athleisure trend around the world continues to grow. And I don't think it's necessarily other categories reducing. In some cases, they are. But what's happening is consumers are more comfortable wearing sport or sport culture product. I think the trends in the offices, looking around here as I walked in, people are a lot more casual versus, you know, 10 years ago, where we a suit and tie or shirts, etc. cetera. Uh, so that's certainly helped our industry. And ultimately, you know, the the awareness of people taking care of themselves. I you know, might you wearing a whoop. Oh, you there know, you go, yeah. You know, it's so important that you're, you're aware of that and, and staying active and, and healthy. So they that always
0: t- notice it on you. I run to the snack bar, he <laughs> takes 100-mile trail runs. A li- little different. I swear, your in snack bar, though, you've got
2: apples and oranges, and then you got crisps. The, just the, just yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. A little something <laughs> yeah, to you pick a, your a poison. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: I, I was very interested in the fact that you, you were talking about it, like a design with Prada. I, I have noticed. I, I wear these black sneakers with a suit. Mm-hmm. I will wear it with, you know, just sort of casual as well. Did you guys see that coming? Like, who sees that coming? Who determines it? Like, how quick were you to, you know what? People like the sneaker look.
2: Yeah, I, I think not just ourselves, um, uh, but when you bring this, these new innovations and then they're accepted and then they scale, then all of a sudden we've changed the entire outlook of the industry. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been an incredible run, especially 10 years ago to see what people were wearing to what they're walking around the streets now. Um, But we have design teams We have creative directors That are are so good at this That they're looking at materials They're looking at trends And then bringing that to us And that's how we change the game I'm assuming
0: the home run Is for you to be proactive And create Without a doubt
2: However, I'm assuming also
0: You need to be nimble And reactive To what people are doing where would you say you are on that proactive reactive scale in terms of product
2: yeah you're completely right um and back to those three three strategic choices speed is one of those uh, so by the end of 2020 50 percent of our entire range will be speed enabled what does that mean we'll have in-season creation so we're right now in in q4 if we see a trend we have the ability to start building towards that trend and get it into uh, the market within six seven months that didn't exist three years ago.
1: What's the time frame for non-speed? Just yeah, so in the,
2: the historical days about, uh, sorry, dates, no, about 18 months, mm. that was the normal in We're pulling that back to 12, and then you have in-season creation, and then you have rapid replenishment. So if we hit a trend, we now have the ability to read, react, work with our um, partners in sourcing, and get that product on the water as quickly as so possible. So the
0: three things you have are people, product, and process. I assume this then is an, is an amended process. Correct.
2: Okay, and, what's and, and,
0: been removed and where do you get that speed?
2: I think it starts with behavior change. you got to start thinking, as, you know, how do we continue to take time out of the calendar? How do you speed this up? And that means you've, you have to simplify your processes. You have to work much faster. you are got to make decisions faster. Because if you sit there and ponder on a design for three months versus, okay, we, we see the data. Let's use that data. Let's feed it into the consumers. Let's get their feedback and, and make that change quickly.
0: And how, how are you extracting data from your customers? How much do you take? How quickly do you analyze it? What matters most to you?
2: I think there's so much data that exists with our own DTC business. It's being able to extract the right information, read that, and actually do something with it. Well,
0: give me the number one and two data points that right away you know. Why. These are the indicators that we covet most.
2: Yeah, it would be social media trends. Yeah, So, yeah, you know, working with partners like Google, and you can see… Uh, with what's working, what's not working, be able to understand what why it's not and then adjust very quickly. And then, of course, our own e platform. You know, when you have millions of consumers coming to your own site, you can learn a lot. So we have what we call a creators club uh, that you become a member of, of our, um, our CRM program. And then we understand what you really like, what you don't like. Um, and really cater um, our individual needs so our products for your individual needs
1: Zion, last question for you we just passed that that part of the NFL season when players are allowed to wear their own designed cleats the, the my cleats my cause and I always think of Adidas in that in that week right because it seems like it's a exactly up your wheelhouse right that mm-hmm. you have a number of NFL athletes and um, you guys are designing cleats for them how do we get leagues and not just the NFL, all of them, to be more open to letting players be more creative on the field, not just off it when they're on social media or doing their own things.
2: Yeah, I think you actually raised one earlier, is the the National Hockey League partnering with us uh, around uh, Parley for the All-Star Game. Uh, The response from the hockey consumer was phenomenal. We sold out overnight. And it was the most amount of hockey jerseys we ever made. Those so, are the
1: ocean plastic jerseys. Parlay yeah. is, is, is a is a nonprofit, not right. associated with Adidas, but that
2: you work with, right? Correct. Okay. They're, they're our most important partner to help us drive sustainability. Uh, those are examples where the league also had passion around, understood it, partnered with us. Uh, Major League Soccer, same thing for Earth Day this year. Every single team in the league will be in Parlay uniforms, mm. which is fantastic.
0: How many people prior to his ascendancy Got your name right, Zion, and now it's Zion. So
2: let's just say there's a big Z and a little Z, and I'm not the big one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to
2: guess now it's more of a Zion. You have to correct him, saying it's Zion. You know, it's spelled the same, uh, but Mum liked uh, unique uh, names, so it was uh, it was Zion. So um,
1: I can it. I can relate, by the way.
2: Yeah, when, when I go to Starbucks, say what's your name? I'm like Z. Just make it simple because they always get it wrong. As long as the order's right. That's right. All right. Zion Williamson. No, Armstrong.
0: <laughs> I thought you'd like it. President Adidas North America, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, for having me. Appreciate it. Evan, I don't know if I believe, Zeon, that he cares about me. That was my takeaway <laughs> from this entire conversation. Here I am, this mature person. I, I'm brand agnostic. It's not like one fits better. I'm not a competitive runner like you. Like, if I run to the refrigerator, that's good. I just don't want to get hurt. I walk into the store, I'm like, what's a decent price? What's a good-looking shoe that won't fall apart? Whether it's Asics, Puma, Adidas, Reebok, Nike, uh, Under Armour, I don't care. I just want a decent shoe at a decent price,
1: Scott. Why are you surprised? You're wearing Nike shoes. You brought Nike shoes today to I the have. interview today. <laughs> I uh, My takeaway at two of them. One, I would love to see the job posting for the person that is testing Adidas products in space. I wonder what kind of qualifications you need to have across many different platforms. To get that under the travel
0: line, <laughs> some some moderate
1: travel required. <laughs> and then secondly, um, what a st- I mean, what a story. He grew up in New Zealand. was a was a high class athlete kind of saved up to buy an Adidas sweatshirt was a was a big purchase. Seems Still like a seminal it. moment of his childhood. And now, you know, flash forward a couple decades and, and he's running the company's North American uh, business. Uh, a really fun kind of uh, lifetime story for Zion He's been with the company for 20 years. Uh, former athlete himself. I enjoyed the conversation.
0: My goal is if you to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since i was a kid. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. My- we have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. All right, time now for the number of the week. A lot of pressure because we normally allow Bar to do this. But you asked me earlier, yeah, cuz I did it this week. Yeah. Is it bar related? Mm. And I'm going to say in a way yes it is. Okay. All right. So yep. this week's number of the week 251.
1: Is it Detroit related? No. Is it NASCAR related?
0: No. But it is bar related. Bar related. Whew. there's only one other thing in Bar's life sports betting sorry there's two other things in Bar's <laughs> life don't even mention food Be- beer <laughs> I'm at a loss here alright should I, you, yeah, should yeah, I tell yeah, you yeah. alright Le'Veon Bell ah uh, fantasy no no Boasted. Oh, bowling! I, did, I knew that. You go! Oh my gosh. Bo- he missed the uh. game because he, or he missed, he was going to miss the game because he was sick, but the night before he tells everybody, I was out bowling. And by the way, I had a career best 251.
1: I meant to send this to Barr because I thought of him, obviously, the moment I read it. Um, So funny. Yeah, so he missed the game with the flu. He right? wasn't going to be, he had the sick. flu. He,
0: wasn't, he said he would have played if the team let him. Okay. The doctor told him, get out of the house and do some activity, uh, whatever. But probably best not to tell the world that since you didn't play because you were sick that the night before. So Saturday night you went night, bowling. Saturday out night and bowling. he was
1: out. He was bowling until the place closed at one a.m. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know the, I have yeah. no
0: idea. But yeah, two
1: fifty-one, not bad. That's not. That, I mean, he's no Michael, Michael, Bar- right. Michael Barr. For, good, for those of you good. who
0: are perhaps new to the show, Michael Barr once bowled a two ninety-nine. <laughs> what was seven penny He said. Brutal. I don't remember which one. I think it was a 7-pin. Anyway, you have been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We are here each and every week at the same time, plus online, wherever you get your podcasts. You can catch those Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick.
1: I'm Eben Novi Williams at Novi underscore Williams. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next week when we, including Michael Barr, will be back from London, speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world.
0: You are listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world.